I know multiple people's want to make the mocks just so they can see the spreadsheet. They're like their name on the yeah, spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I uh, I wish my stats were better, but I, I kind of do a lot of uh, I do a lot of trolling uh, in the queues. You know, a lot of not good decks, so it's not too bad. I think I have... Oh, so you're having you're having fun playing Magic? Yeah, I know that's it's insane, right? <laughs> that's illegal. I know. I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm not just playing leagues with four color all day every day. <laughs> Who has the time to do that? Respect the cat does, I guess. I mean, that guy actually he actually has like a sixty three point seven percent win rate, which is like pretty insane over that's over six thousand matches. Like that's like a lot. Like I don't know. I don't put a ton of stock into it. Like my my win rate is like fifty four point nine or whatever. It's like you know just shy of fifty five or whatever, which is like fine, but like. I don't know. I mean, I don't really think that's like huge indictment or whatever, but it's just like holy shit. I mean, sixty three is is a lot, almost sixty four. I mean, I think it does a lot of the the like influence going in is just like how are you treating your league matches? Yeah, like are yeah. you exploring things or are you like trying to get value out of your out of every league yeah. or whatever? That is definitely not me. That has been me uh, at points in my life, but that is definitely mm-hmm. not me. For the majority of things, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. But yeah, the the stats are are out. I just enjoy seeing the. I remember someone had like basically the equivalent of like 10 leagues of modern or what at one point but like thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of cube drafts it's like all they did and they that were is, really good at it. that is so sick <laughs> yeah. there there's yeah. a few people who have let's see so uh Kermada man mcwinsauce and andre klepatch all co- have a combined total of 19 cube matches yeah i saw that <laughs> hopefully they got in some more but after the when did these stats get when did the snapshot get taken uh so I, I don't know the exact like instance of it it's also like questionably reliable because sure. uh there was one so jabberwocky played two right and then between them his total number of matches played went down which is not uh. possible uh, <laughs> uh and then sam rolf also had an issue with his stats or something uh but these these have been up for a little while, even up for a few weeks. Yeah, well, hopefully in those last two weeks they've gotten some vintage cube matches. Yeah, in. I'm sure they played some games. A little too much money on the line to not yeah. do any of it. I think we've all been gaming. I mean, it's you know pretty high stakes, <laughs> a lot of money on the line. Also, good lord, if I had an excuse to like cube and like that was my prep for. A oh tournament. yeah, I love cubing. So uh, you know, no. Uh, you actually have to try to win though like if you want to win the you can't just like goof around yeah. with you which is like kind of the fun part for me at least yeah i will not be fortune storm sadly <laughs> i will be uh i would love to get like a really nice mono white deck that would make me very happy but that would be like the dream i guess or just like i i first picked a blade splicer in our cube this past weekend nice. you guys cube together in person mm-hmm. it was yeah, my awesome. awesome cube though it wasn't the uh oh, yeah that, that's that's cool though Blaze Blaster is probably pretty oh, it's, cool. Yeah, it's oh, quite good, just in general. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Didn't you win Blaster's. the cube this year? You did. Yes, but I ended up playing yeah, the rock. boring green black, <laughs> just with all the good cards. <laughs> because I try to win when did I play Did you ever get cube. the ranger class, your grist? No, oh, I didn't. And I didn't. <laughs> neither did i get to ranger class my grist n- nor did i get to find it back and then oh, find use finality. it to kill some find finality yeah so that that was pretty disappointing i never got to exploit the creature text on grist unlucky uh but i did win every match so <laughs> kind of lucky sometimes lucky
Hey everyone, welcome to episode 248 of the MTG Grindcast, the spikiest podcast in all of Central North Carolina. We are your hosts. I'm Chris Gastrograpple. With me is Lee McLeod. Hey Lee. Hey Chris. And we also have a special guest today in anticipation of the mocks this weekend. Uh, X-Whale, Will Kruger, was kind enough to join us again. So hey Will, how's it going? Hey guys, I'm uh, doing well. Happy to be on again. It was a pleasure last time, so happy to be back. Happy to be back. We are super glad to have you. Just to knock it out of the way, like congratulations on being in the mocks. Thank you. That is very exciting all yeah, the time. Yeah, I'm uh, honored to be qualified for just such a prestigious high stakes event. I, you know, I've, I've played so much Magic Online. Like you can look at the stats. I've played 13,000 matches of Magic Online in various formats. I've spent a lot of time doing it. And I'm just, just thrilled to get a chance to compete at this level. It's just really, really exciting. I also think it's one of the coolest tournaments to both play in and watch. I've never played in a mox, obviously, but I've watched them. Mm-hmm. I've watched them all. I've watched them all. Yeah, they're awesome. The split format of Modern and Cube is just fantastic. It's it, really cool. It is really cool. I, I love Vintage Cube. Like, I, It's probably my favorite format just like for, for playing. It is definitely a bit of a format. Like, It's uh, it's a casual format made competitive. Yeah, it's interesting to play like with like Black Lotus and uh, such a recall and stuff where the winner gets $20,000 and <laughs> the loser gets five, but like you know, hopefully I'm the one with Ancestral Recall and Black Lotus, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, very somewhat stressful, but, you know, been playing a lot, so I feel like I'm going to draft reasonably well, at least. So Yeah, you can. all you can do is reduce the variance as much yeah. from, from your point of view as you can and, and just hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing what I can, uh, <laughs> but, you know, as, as magic, all magic has, has various swings, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it is still drafting and it is still playing. Yeah, in. you're still playing cards. Yeah, and you know, uh, and you know, like it's it's completely fair. It's just it is very in your face about the like, aha, mana crypts, mountain <laughs> goblin rabble master, like your turn, like okay, dude, like <laughs> I don't know. But at the same time, that's one of the things that makes it so entertaining to watch. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just you know. Can we, can we, let's just talk about Cube already, since yeah. we're talking about yeah, it. Let's, yeah, let's yeah, like, great. <clears throat> one of the things I like the most about... So Cube is a, a casual format, right? And then we're playing it competitively for the mocks. And one of the things I think is coolest about playing a Cube competitively, especially when like the Magic Online Cube, is you know every single card. You know the range people can have. It's not like a, in, the, in, the, in a draft format, like a normal draft format. You don't mm. know whether your, your opponent opened something crazy, like two Brokers of Sentences or whatever. In yeah. the Streets of New Capenna draft. But in this, you know exactly the range of every single card people have access to, which it's, I think is really yeah. interesting. It's also open deck list. Yeah. Which makes mm. it so you know exactly yeah, the range. Yeah, which is yeah. like very well, it, like very precisely. Yeah. Well, it's open deck list, which yeah, is precision there. But I meant like for practicing a format. Oh, I see. Okay. Like yes, you can yes. you can routinely know what you're expected to play. Oh, against. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without you know, kind of scrubbing a draft league and being like, oh well, that's not going to happen again. Yeah, in cube, that's not true. It will happen again. Yeah. So I mean, how did you approach trying to prepare for a hyper competitive cube event where you get to do one cube draft and that is you know half of your matches? You know, what are you thinking going in? How many drafts did you feel like you wanted to do to prep? And like, what were your kind of goals in prep? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if there's like a good number on like how many drafts I wanted to do. I didn't really think about it like that. I've just been mm-hmm. drafting when I can. Uh, I've drafted a few times today. I've drafted 
uh, most days since uh, since Cube has been up, which has been two weeks now. Um, mm-hmm. Been just playing a lot, and you know, mostly in the single limbs because the leagues are a bit ridiculous. But you know, you can but they give you an account with like ten thousand play points on it, so you can just draft and drop like with no problem. So you can just like. I don't know, like you can draft, you'd be like, okay, that was a pretty good mono red deck or whatever. And it's like, all right, I don't need to play the games with this. I have a pretty good, like, this is useless. I'll try it again. You know what I mean? Um, so I did some Oh, draft. that's awesome. Yeah, I did some drafting. I didn't draft. realize they did that. Yeah, yeah and, and it has all the cards on it too. So you can you can practice in leagues or whatever. But most, cool. I, I also, the leagues are just, I, most, most of my <laughs> practice has been with, uh, you know, just. Uh, In-house. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with teams and just keeping a lot, I guess. I, I don't have much more than. I'm just playing a lot. Yeah. And I, I watched some content like uh, Nico Boney won the uh, mocks uh, a few times ago and he did a video on his draft and he explained like how he sort of approaches Cube and like his thoughts and stuff. Uh, and I'm going to reach out to a few people this week who play a lot and do like in like, the money drafting server and stuff. And they, just, they like to just play a lot and they love Cube and I'm going to get some of their insights, uh, I guess. But yeah, I have some of my own opinions just from playing a bunch. Uh, and I've played a bunch of Cube before, so it's not like I'm in uh, a new format or anything yeah what are some of your some what are some of those opinions on this cube how are you feeling going into the format what are you looking for what are you excited to open or any anything about this this cube format well the card i'm most excited to open is like obviously still ring but beyond sure. uh, beyond cards <laughs> like that like anything like that i would obviously take it'd be great um i would i would think ideally i'd like to end up like best case scenario that's like actually realistic is like a really nice mono white deck with like a strip mine and like a and like a like a, a pearl or a lotus or a ring or something maybe mana crypt mm-hmm. uh i think mono white is just one of the best archetypes i think really really strong uh, i think the cards are good because uh, uh, a lot of limited decks don't like fully come together in one way or another and like it's not like you you're just uh dying on, on like turn three or four except to the best of the best decks and then the other aggro decks uh, and you're usually like pretty resilient too and like you can use like thalia strip mine rashad and port uh like elite spellbinder type cards to like actually disrupt them uh but i wouldn't upset, be upset if i ended up in like a like if i open like a mana drain or something and i ended up in just like a blue deck uh with some planeswalkers or something like that red is also good i would prefer not to be in green i don't think the green decks are very good um but that's okay um if I like, if I think green is open, I'll draft it. Like it's not like green is horrible or anything. Um, oh, mm-hmm. I guess twin would also be really good. I would love to open Splinter Twin. Um, I think the Splinter Twin combo is super, super good. Uh, obviously, uh, it's great. Banned in modern for seven years or whatever. But you know, twin like kind of goes with the blue cards, like Mana Train or whatever. Uh, and then the I guess I have, piles in general. Are all yeah, all, all the the, the Xerox stuff. Just like I, yeah, I guess Xerox is not maybe not an adequate descriptor for cubes. I think you know. I just have like some good blue and red cards, and then I either kill you with Splinter Twin Exarch or uh, maybe Sneak Attack with Crystal Brand or whatever, just something like that. I would prefer not to be in Storm. I think Reanimator can be really good, but sometimes it just doesn't pan out, uh, obviously. But I mean, I, uh, everything sometimes doesn't pan out, but Reanimator has like, you sort of need to get like a lot of pieces. Um, but if you do get all the pieces, Reanimator can be like super broken, obviously, because they're just like. There's not that much graveyard hate or whatever is part of it, but also just like entomb and reanimator in the queue. And if you get both of those, or like all the mm-hmm. cheap the cheap ones like Exhum and Animate Dead, like those are all obviously excellent too. I don't think any of the shallow grave stuff is really good. Uh, I don't remember if there's another one that like returns the top one. Cor- Corpse Dance, yeah, Corpse Dance is what I'm thinking of. Corpse I don't Dance think I don't Necromancy. think the, I don't like those ones. I think Necromancy is good. I think the ones that leave them in play are really good, but the ones that like put them in play for a turn. 
because I like that the ones that put them in play, they work if you have to like backdoor into like a crappy one. Mm-hmm. That, but the corpse dance and stuff, they're only really good with Grizzlebrand. And sometimes it's not even good with Grizzlebrand because you're just far enough behind where like drain you for seven and I can't pay seven because I'm going to be dead on board or whatever. It's like not actually good, but like leaving square to play is pretty yeah. good. So. Yeah, that makes sense. You, you just want to take the cards that are good with the larger number of cards that you could get past. Yeah, the yeah. And, and like, I I mean, obviously, it's, it sounds silly to say, but like leaving it in play is just so much better <laughs> than <laughs> just having it die. Like it's it's like a thousand times better, obviously. Uh, I only wish shall grieve graves and stuff like that. I've seen any plays when you just kill them, the turn it comes into play, which is only really possible with like very streamlined constructed decks. Yeah, and like you're not like really doing that in queue very often. Like, yeah, I'd prefer to play some real cards with. Like, I'd prefer to have like you know like entomb, and then like I'd prefer like my discard list to be like Jace Fringe Prodigy or Packrat or something. Uh, like, I don't really want to play like Windows Prowler because like that card is really bad if you're like not playing a normal game, but like. You play Pack Rider Jace with like, you know, a Fatal Push or an Inquisition or a Thoughtseize or whatever, uh, and like that's really really good. Could I ask uh, what you're most comfortable? I know you said you wanted to go into Mono White, but what are you most comfortable drafting? Like, what do you draft the most often? Uh, I definitely end up in blue decks the most often. I don't know if that's to my uh, detriment or not. It might be bad. It might be good. I don't know. But uh, I do find I, I do best with just like. I just have some planeswalkers and uh, and removal spells and stuff, but I, I think like the good mono white deck, like when you get a good mono white deck, it is really. But I, I sometimes a trophy with horrible mono white decks, just awful decks because your opponent just stumbles because their deck is like only okay, and you just like have a curve of just like some mediocre guys and like you miss a beat here or there or whatever. Like I definitely went student of warfare into bitter blossom in a draft uh, earlier this week, which is like not really good but you know it just beats people sometimes so in your white decks how how high of a priority are the armageddons or are is it are you totally fine drafting white decks that are not uh, like capping out at armageddon i think the armageddons are very mediocre to be honest okay. uh, i think they're like fine i would play one sometimes uh more so if i had like mana crypt and soul ring and mox pearl and stuff but obviously mana crypt soul ring and mox pearl i'm doing okay anyway they they do like shut the door, so to speak, right? Because you're if you're ahead, like I play Hero of Blade Hold and I untap with it, and I play Armageddon, you're probably gonna die. But like I don't know, you, if you're resolving a four mana spell when you're ahead on board, it's like that could be any four mana spell. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I don't I don't I don't view Ravages of War or whatever as like I need these <laughs> I need sure. I need these uh, I I much higher value on like fast mana like ideally Soul Ring Mana Crypt Box Pearl hmm. or Box Ruby and Mono Red. I'd be fine being in Mono Red too. And then, like, a, a reasonable curve, like, just cheap, cheap cards are so broken. You know what I mean? Like, cheap, yeah. cheap cards are just the key, I think, to winning. Uh, I mean, that, that's why I think white is good. Like, yeah. your, your delta between your your medium white decks and your bad white decks is not that far. Like, you, you always don't, like, a, a fine white deck because you have so many cheap cards in the color and so many creatures. Yeah, and that's that's what I prioritize when I'm drafting blue decks also. It's just, like, I... I prefer to be in blue red, I guess, just because uh, like all like all the cheap bird spells are really good. Uh, blue black is okay if you get Thoughtseize Inquisition. I mean, those are great too. Dress is pretty good, but like and, you know, blue white has like sort sorts of plowshares and stuff. But it's just like you really just cards that cost like one and two mana are just like great. <laughs> They're just so yeah. good. Like I, I also think blue black is the weakest of the blue control piles, just because you. It, reanimator takes a, bl- a big slot of the black stuff it does and those cards are like yeah. unplayable if you're unless you backdoor into it yeah kind of well green doesn't have like a ton of stuff but like if i'd love to have like a blue control deck with oko i would be thrilled oko is obviously very stupid in the yeah. cube as he was in constructed before he got banned in every format uh 
This is the only place you're allowed to play Oko anymore. Yeah, actually. I mean, you can play him in Vintage, I guess. He is actually good in Vintage. He's banned, in every, in vintage. He's banned in every true. format, but shows up in Vintage still, which is insane. If that was a card they put in the standard, but here we are. You know? Yeah. It's a card that often uh, looks unbeatable in Vintage games. At yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, certainly something with Gilded Goose, even, which is... Uh, crazy but they were just doing that honorary mox gilded goose yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least they removed gilded goose from the cube this time yeah, yeah it doesn't stand up that well against the actual moxes it's, no, it's not no, it not is. so great goose was not very good in the cube when it was allowed i don't think <laughs> yeah when you said you didn't like green decks you didn't think they're bad uh does that mean like what what don't you like about them i think it's just pretty easy for your opponent to Either ignore what you're doing, uh, and then you you can't really like they're, they're just very one dimensional often. Unless you're like blue green opposition, opposition is opposition is really I would be really happy being in blue green opposition. Like a good opposition deck would be awesome, but like you often aren't doing anything to your opponent, and like you're also not very fast. So you're kind of just hoping that they are specifically on a blue control deck, and then also that control deck doesn't have anything like splinter twin or, or sneak attack or something. Uh, and then also they're not going to like snapcaster a mandarin against you or something like that, like because like cheap, the cheap, mandarin against you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even literally just mandarin is, is great. Cheap counter spells like mana leak and miscalculation are pretty problematic, I think. And so it's just I I wouldn't be like oh my god I ended up in green this is awful because like you can definitely win matches with green decks, but I also don't think that they line up very well into the aggressive decks a lot. Uh, I mean they can like when you go like elf courser or something like that, and that's pretty good. I would like to end up in, in like an aggressive deck or a blue deck, I guess, would be the best. Um, ideally, Splinter Twin, I think. Splinter Twin or Mono White would be, that'd be great. Love that. So that that green deck criticism or gap or whatever, so that's not like a new thing because like uh, this iteration of the Vintage Cube or whatever. Is that oh, yeah, like that's just pretty a broad. gap? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it is good in Legacy Cube, but Legacy Cube doesn't have power yeah, and stuff in it. Yeah. So. Uh, and the green decks are fine. They're not like horrible or anything. It's just I, I see them mm-hmm. as sort of below like the good, like the the, the blue decks and the, the aggressive decks personally. Sure. But yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. One thing that is a little bit of a you know kind of conventional wisdom about cubing involves taking your mana fixing really highly because there's so many good cards in cube and you will have a playable deck and you want your deck to play out smoothly before. How many moxes? It was a couple of moxes ago, but we had uh, Dylan on Dylan Donigan talking about his cube philosophy and stuff. And one of the things that he had done was kind of like reduce his like level of a- agreement with with that philosophy and leaning more towards like the decks that he was drafting were more focused color wise, a lot more you know, monocolor aggressive decks or like blue white control or something like that and didn't need as much mana fixing. And he felt that he was getting stronger decks because he was spending picks on better spells. And that's, you know, he felt that that was paying off for him better. What, what is your cube mana fixing prioritization philosophy like these days? Uh, I definitely end up closer to where Dylan is at than closer to like, oh my god, I, I first took Polluted Delta. I'm in a great spot. This is awesome. I'm yeah. so open. It's like, no, I'd rather just have a good spell most of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, obviously, mana fixing is good. You, you kind of need to know like when you need it. But like, yeah, I, I definitely agree that like, I think it is overrated. Like, I think you do end up short on playables if you over-prioritize 
lands. Like they're clearly important, but I, I think it is probably somewhat overstated generally that like how like yeah, I should just take the dual land and, and like people say like that's the responsible pick or whatever. I, I that doesn't make any sense to me. Like to frame a pick as like responsible, like it makes no sense. Because it's like there's one that there's one that's like you're gonna win more this way, right? And it's like I, I don't know. Uh, and I think that frequently that that's taking a spell over like your your third dual land. Although like the first dual land is definitely really good, but like beyond like the first dual land or whatever, uh, when you like if your mana is okay, like I, I don't know. I, I wish I had a more eloquent way to say it than just like yeah, it's good but not that good. And like I take it when I think I should. Like yeah. I, 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 it's hard to. This is this is the way I would frame it. So yeah. there are. 10 triomes in this cube. Yeah, that's... And you yeah. are never excited to, like, pick up a triome. Uh, but you are excited to pick... Well, I mean, earlier in the draft. But you are excited to pick up, like, uh, you know, your... I don't want to say Soul Ringer power, because that's... Yeah, power is just better than everything. Like, power, there's, like, yeah. 20 cards or whatever that are just... Maybe, like, 15 cards. I don't know. That are way better than everything. But, like, I don't know. Lightning Bolt or... Yeah. Preordain or something like that. I would be mostly happier taking than a triome. I, yeah, I definitely agree that just, just random role players are, are better than the triumphs, generally speaking. Uh, yeah, like keeping open is not nearly as good as crafting a like good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the lands are are good, I guess, but it's I don't know. It I wish I had a better way to describe it like <laughs> I, well, I it's know. tough because none of this like survives contact with the enemy. You know, like it's every every pick order changes once you have like two cards in your pool. Yeah. You know, yes. now it's like, well, I, I, I took a, a a fetch and then I took a you know a swords to plowshares or something or a, a mana leak or whatever, and now like my pick order is completely different because I have these things. Yeah, it, it's just all it, it's all like extremely contextual and like that's like kind of a cop out, but it's like it frequently just matters like what were your first six or seven picks it's like mm-hmm. oh you have uh jason wine sculptor and splinter twin that volcanic island's gonna be really really good like really, really good for good. you because you you want to cast this great blue blue card but you also want to cast splinter twin or kiki Chiki because that kiki G costs three red and it's like but like i don't know if i just like if like if i had like miscalculation mana leak mystic confluence and like rift wing class gate or something like that like let's say those are my first four picks and then i'm offered like preordain or like pluto delta i probably just take preordain like preordain is not great it's fine pluto delta is fine too but like i don't know which way i want to go i don't know i i get so excited when i get to just pick up a cantrip yeah in my cube tech <laughs> yeah and they're they're pretty good it's not like constructive where you there's actual costs on using your mana on like not affecting the board it's like i mean there, there are but they're not huge and then also it's like they work well with like Jace, Fringe Prodigy, and like Stepcaster Mage or like Delve cards. And there's just a bunch mm-hmm. of like small things. So I think like a Preordain or whatever, but specifically Preordain is not, I would take yeah. like a pretty good yeah. blue card over like, or I guess Pluto Delta is, is probably a bad answer. because like, maybe I would take Pluto Delta over Fetch or over Preordain, but like I definitely would take but like, it over a, like a Tundra. Or yeah. Something. It's like Tundra is like, oh yeah, this is good because like, I, I don't know. I mean, do I want to play white? I don't know. Uh, but like, yeah. And, and of course, that's also influenced by, you know, your knowledge of the cube going in and like ha- you might have a direction that you want to go. Even with four blue cards, you might know like generally like, OK, the best way for me to capitalize on this is with this particular type of win condition or I have holes in my I have all these blue cards. I want cheap removal spells. And because I saw like 
cards of this color getting passed, I'm likely to be in whatever color, you know, mm. that there's all this other knowledge and of both the cube and what's going on in that current draft that has to influence your, your thought process there. Yeah. There's just, there's, it, there's just, it's so contextual. It's just so hard to be like, this, this rule is like very, I don't know. Cause like, not only does it matter what you pick, but like what you passed and it's like, but yeah, I, I don't think fetch, I think fetch ones are probably like a little over, over hyped or overrated or whatever. Like obviously they're, mm-hmm. they're good and useful, especially they're better with triumphs. So fetches are always the best lands possible. <laughs> like they, that's just how they are designed, I guess. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if the designers like knew that people were going to be getting Tundra with, you know, with teeth or whatever, but I, I almost think that they had no idea that that was going to happen. I have no idea, but I do wonder if like, was this supposed to be a two color prismatic Vista or like, did, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so I, I did see a story from the R&D days where when they were doing the Onslaught stuff, they had like the early fetches were basically pathways. You like picked which color of two it were going to be and they only tapped for that color. Oh. And then they're like, "Now nah, that's too hard to track. We'll just like make you get the appropriate basic land from your deck <laughs> instead. So they wrote it like that, but they didn't put the word basic on it because like what else are you fetching, you know? Yeah, and, uh, and yeah. magic was changed forever. There you go, I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, any other thoughts about Cube? It, it um, sounds like you also have like a bunch more specific work planned for the next couple of days on developing your Cube knowledge. So that's that's kind of exciting. It's fun to yeah. have a plan. Yeah, I'll be playing. I'll, I'll just be playing a lot, I guess, and just mm-hmm. building opinions and stuff. But yeah, I mean, cheap cards are great, um, and I want to play with cheap cards. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> power is great. I want to play with power, and I want to play with like one and two mana spells. That is my goal. Okay. Yeah. That's sounds like competitive Magic: The Gathering. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then moving on to modern. Maybe we start with and like your understanding of the modern format generally, and then after that, if you want to talk about kind of how that changes going into an eight man tournament like what what your considerations were there and then we can get down to the specifics of your deck choice and stuff but like how how are you feeling about modern these days what does the format look like and and you know how are you approaching it generally uh so four color it, it wins like every tournament uh i think that's <laughs> uh, like it's be pretty ridiculous to be like yeah i don't think four color is that good or whatever and four color is clearly a great deck it wins everything um and then there's there's a few things that like do contend with it, which are like Murktide and um, Living End, and like sometimes Rhinos, I guess. And then there's a, th- and then like those, those are like the big ones, I think. Like four colors, like I think it's the best deck, closely ish, followed by Blue Red and uh, various um, Violent Outbursts, Charles Agent decks, which are you know whether it's Living End or Rhinos or whatever. And I think that four color will beat Murktide very frequently. I think that matchup is quite good for four color, especially if they're on elementals. Like the Cavern of Souls stuff is just a huge problem. Uh, and I think you're pretty good against Cascade if you want to be, because you can just play a bunch of chalices, or you can play like a bunch of endurances for Living Ender or whatever if you uh, if you so choose. And then Living End is obviously it, it is quite strong. I think it's okay against Murktide. I think they're it's a pretty it's like a coin flip ish. It sort of depends on specifics. Like if the Murktide player brings like. Two hearse, two relic, and a pair of spell pierce on the board to go in with their uh, additional. My experience is that the matchup, like how close to fifty percent it is, is entirely determined by like counting their sideboard cards that like are fluster storm yeah. in the graveyard. Yeah, I, I think that is that is roughly true. Um, I think game one is actually pretty good for for living in. Like if they have ragavan and do like multiple counter spells, then it's hard to win. But like 
if they have just like just two counter spells, you can pretty easily beat two counter spells by drawing three three of Thon, Grief, uh, Outburst, Shardless, and then you just can't... those are that's every card in your deck, right? So. And then every other card in your deck is a land or cycles, so it's like right, uh, you know, or Sky Turtle if you for whatever reason put a Sky Turtle in your deck. <laughs> not 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 high on the turret. No, I think that card is is super super bad. Uh, I don't really understand why why people are playing it, but everybody seems to play it. But uh, yeah, and then Murktide is just obviously like it's it's the best cheap card, just like in cube. It's a uh, you know counterspell and Ragavan, Dragon Race Channeler, Regent, just the best threats and cheap interaction. And uh, yeah, those are, those are pretty pretty much the best. Three decks with elementals, four color variations being sort of a cut above the rest. So, is your approach then play four color and play it in a way that you're ready for the mirror, or is there a better way to exploit modern generally? Uh, I maybe should have played four color. I did not play four color. Uh, we shall see if this is something I regret forever. I might, but I'm playing Valakut. Okay. Yeah, I am playing Valakut because I think that it is quite good against four color. I think you're about, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe a little bit less than two thirds. Maybe it's more between like sixty and sixty-five percent, um, which isn't like that good. But uh, I don't think matchups in Modern Magic get much better than that. Uh, although in our testing, we did find that Twiddle, uh, the Lotus Field deck, does beat four color very bad. It destroys it. Uh, <laughs> it, it is like unwinnable for four color. But also, Twiddle can't beat Murktide or Cascade. They're, like, actually awful. And Valakut isn't great against Living End or Murktide. Like, it's pretty bad against Murktide. But it's, like, it's fine. Like, you can still win. Mm -hmm. So is this a... This is a deck that you chose going into an eight-man tournament with good players playing for a, like you know, first place gets $20,000. Like, that, that... Those were all factors in this decision, I have to imagine. Yeah, I mean... It's it's four color, uh, or sorry, it's it's eight players and then four color. Uh, I I don't think I would like play poorly. I think I would probably play similar on a similar level to most of the the competitors in four color mirrors. Like I, I think I understand what the four color mirrors are about. I played a good amount of them to practice, but decided that I, I mean, I don't know. If you play three four color mirrors, even if you're good at them, they're not far from coin. Yeah, so. like I mean, yeah, and ever it's ever nobody else is bad. Like it's not like I'm playing against just bad players everybody in the tournament is a good player so it's like mm-hmm. i think that it's a good idea to maybe pick your spots for tournaments like this and i said you know what i don't think Burktide's playable because like we talked about earlier i think it's bad into four color and it's only okay against cascade and so i think it would be weird to show up with Burktide. although you will defeat me very easily if you are playing Burktide, <laughs> you'll not have a hard time <laughs> but uh yeah if you're playing four color so the math is four color is the best deck in an eight-man tournament that everybody's taking very seriously, bringing Murktide is a mistake to run that into your opponent's four-color decks. Uh, and then you want to be playing a thing that beats four-color. Now, if we go to the level two and other people are playing something that beats four-color, how, how do you feel about those potential matchups? I, I, I don't know what those are exactly, but... So the problem is if people show up with something like Belcher or... Mm-hmm. Uh... Or like a or twiddle storm or something like that. Then it gets mm-hmm. it gets bad for me if people are doing something like that. I think uh, I think this deck is like fine against other big mana decks. So like, but like I don't think Tron is playable. I think we, we thought Tron didn't even really beat four color, especially if they had the charm on the four calls and whatever and like ephemerate and stuff. That was really problematic. Yeah, I mean it, it clearly could go wrong. Like if people are playing Murktide or if people like are playing Belcher or something, then it gets really really bad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's uh 
you know, I could easily get exploited here. Like, that's definitely possible. But also, you could just be, like, if I played four color, I would also just, I could also just get exploited. I mean, you get exploited in, in every way. And I just, I don't know, after talking with some smart people and doing some preparation with, uh, actually, I, I prepared with, um, with Stefan Schutz. Uh, oh, nice. And M Mental Misstep. He's playing the tournament as well. Um, yeah, we are we are Stefan Schutz fans. When oh, you when you great. mentioned when you mentioned Twiddlestorm, I looked at the competitors and like the only person I can imagine ever thinking of that would be Stefan. <laughs> Stefan and I are on the same deck. He was obviously the one who was like, hey, I wonder about this deck. But, yeah. yeah. No, I love it. It's a yeah, it's thanks. a yeah. choice. Like you're you're picking your spot. You're saying I believe that this is what the tournament is going to look like, and I think this is the best way for me to maximize my win percentage against it. And I yeah. appreciate a bold statement deck choice like that. Yeah. Thanks. I. I I don't know. It could clearly go wrong, but uh, I think that it's probably my best chance to uh, to win the tournament. And so I'm playing Valakut, I guess. Oh, something. Uh, I don't play Steep Shift. I, I do in the sideboard. I play two in the sideboard, actually. But uh, yeah, you play four Wish, and then I also have Chalice. So that's your plan against Guess Game. Is you board, gotcha. you, you do that. It's not great because it's three mana, but you can board two in, and then sometimes you do win the die roll. So like you can sometimes that just works kind of vibe. And then you can also against Living End, you can like. If you're on the draw and you have Perennial Titan in your opening seven, then you can just discard it, which we actually found to be like pretty, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was, I'm gonna, I'm planning on doing that. Uh, the sad <laughs> thing is, you can't mulligan to the Primeval. No, you can't. You can't mull. You just <laughs> have to. It has to be in your opening seven. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I don't think I would keep a no land hand or anything with Perennial Titan with Earth. And just, I think that would be a bit of a. You're going to give them too much time to right. the they, board. They have seven or eight turns to figure out what to do about the one card in your graveyard that right. they want to bring back. Yeah, right. exactly. Because you're so slow and yeah, you have no lands. So they, they just have as much time to assemble outbursts and to turn 20 power on tap, kill you or whatever. The, like, one saving grace of that matchup, too, is that primeval titan you can't really like if you're threatening to primeval titan very quickly like they can't grief away your titan that's true so yeah stop it and they also can't force of negation a titan so sometimes just like they stumble a little bit and like miss a land drop or whatever and you're just like here is a titan and your deck is really bad at stopping this yeah the, the matchup is is i think like slightly favorable for living end basically but like not that bad for valakut or anything um but i think like Oh, man, I really hope people are just playing four color, man. Uh, so there's a player yeah. called Respect the Cat in the the event, and he only plays four color. He plays it with Ragavan and Spreninxies, and you actually think that that, that that version would be better against four, against Valakut than other versions. But we mm -hmm. played against just his list, like his two Spreninxies, four Ragavan list, um, and we found it to not really be the case because he to make room for Spreninxies, he just doesn't play Dress Down, which is like. One of the best mm. cards. Um, and Spreading Seas is fine. Like, I mean, it's useful. Like, but I think Dress Down is better. And then Ragavan actually, so the deck plays two Dwarven Mines uh, and a lot of Fetch Lands. And so you pretty frequently get to a state where Ragavan is just not a thing. And then I also play for Ren and Tri Builder and Dryad. And so the Ragavan stops being a threat like around turn three or four a lot of the time. Uh, and if you have a turn one on the play and I don't have Bolt, then it's sad for me pretty frequently. But um, if you're even on the draw, then it, it gets rend or bolted or blocked by Tri-Builder or something like that. Um, and then you can bridge to just Dwarven Mines, making it impossible to really profitably mm -hmm. get stuff out of Ragavan, I guess. Yeah, I was going to ask, what does 
Valakit look like in Year of Our Lord 2022. But yeah, it sound, sounds like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wish is, it's a big ingredient in the mix here. And then you've kind of like built around it with as many new cards as you can. But Valakit is not the best home for a lot of these MH2 cards. Yeah. Well, you do, you do play four Ren, but it's only at one, yeah. I guess. But um, I don't think we have any MH2 cards, which is, uh, you know, Oh, I guess I played. I played one endurance. Um, I guess. Okay. So, nice on yeah. the board. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got NH2 cards. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, wish for chalice, wish for relic, wish for crypt, wish for na- nature's claim against blood moon. We have a flame slash to wish for against Magus. The flame slash actually comes in against the red, I think. But you know, uh, you know, and then <laughs> and then uh, we kept the way the main way we would lose their four color was like uh, we'd wish and the scapeshifter could counter, and then we'd have another wish. And it wouldn't be a payoff. Uh, so mm. we're playing two scape shifts, so that way we can. You can wish twice in games. Yeah, if you draw two wishes, they're actually both action cards because they can pretty easily over. There's also a Valakut in the side where you can wish for. So if you need to wish for a land, you wish for Valakut, and that, that comes up a lot. Mm. But like they, uh, they can pretty easily overpower one Valakut. So like if you, you like the board, where you have eight lands, two wishes, or something like that. Wish scape shift counter. Okay, that sucks. Now I wish for Valakut, and that's just way too slow because they're just going to go Omnath, Fetchland, Yorion, Blink Seven Permanence, draw three cards, and uh, you know, just yeah, way overpower a Bolt a turn or whatever. Right, that was the the traditional classic way of beating mid range or control decks that yeah. like disrupted you. Is okay. Well, I I get a couple of bolts a turn for free. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. Not. You just can't do it. You just can't do it. It's just illegal. You look at your control opponent and they're like forty four life, and you're like, well, it's probably yeah. not going to cut it. They're forty four life. They have like ten creatures in play, and you're like, the, all the creatures have four toughness. Are, are you ready for this yeah. mountain bolt one creature? Your turn. My turn again. Are you ready? Because I'll do I'll do it again. I'll I'll play a whole other mountain. And it's like okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, got got to scape shift at some point this game. Yeah, they, they, you need to scape shift them to to win or resolve time. If you resolve time, things die, um, which is good. So yes, yeah. I mean they can solitude it, but like you just get two valakids. So that that is actually like when you put them on the back foot where they have to take a turn to respond, and then your fetch lands are all double bolt. Like yeah, then then it actually is is pretty good. But just one valakid yeah. is not. Um, yeah, they can pretty frequently overpower that. So. I thought the second scape should be pretty good, which is kind of weird, but, you know, playing two. Um, no, I mean, like, that's obviously the result of testing and figuring out what didn't work and, and what you needed, yeah, so. played a bunch of games and came to that conclusion. But yeah, definitely... Uh, what uh, did you... Oh, sorry, good. No, no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, definitely a risky call, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, every choice has risks. It's just, this is very in-your-face, like, yeah, if people show up with Merktide or Combo or whatever, then I'll get kind of clowned, but could break a few different yeah. ways. There's a lot of different ways to get clowned in a magic tournament. So. Yeah. Did you have uh, like a read on the field of what people would be playing? Like, did you? Yeah. Did you have like a board with everybody's picture up? And uh-huh. Sort of like. Not, not, not quite like that, but. Uh, associated if, with their own playing it, guard. If I, if I had to, <laughs> yeah, if I had to guess, I would say Kamada Man would probably play Grixis Death Shadow. Maybe Merktide, maybe Four Color. Um, but the most likely deck for him is probably Grixis Death Shadow. Uh, McWinsauce, I would imagine, is going to play four color with Counterspell, but he made a post saying that he's like, yeah, I think I have a good read on the metagame. I'm going to look pretty stupid if not. And I was like, oh, shit, because I thought you were going to be playing four color. Uh, if yeah. you're not playing four color and you're on, like, Belcher or some shit, that's going to be really... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know if I can swear. Uh, no, Swangs. Oh, okay, great. Don't uh, but yeah, I'm like, oh, God, okay. That might go poorly for me, but I'll have to wait until Saturday to find out. 
and then Spawn is obviously playing Valakut with me. Onion Lotus uh, has like literally never played Modern before. Seems <laughs> to take some actions at random, so I I don't I don't really know. Bit of a wild card. Yeah, there. I don't really know what he's gonna play. Uh, and then Respect the Cat, I thought like was basically for sure play four color, but obviously he might not because he, he he like only plays four color. He does well with it, and so I thought that he would play it. He really likes his Ragavan's spreading seeds list. He's the person who primarily cubes, right? I remember there was one who had way more cube matches than modern matches. On here right now, yeah, he yeah. he has the most cube matches, but he also has like 1,329 cube matches versus his 4,600 modern matches. So mm-hmm. I, I think we all have more modern matches than cube matches. Well, and part of that is also an artifact of Vintage Cube is only up for so many weeks yeah. a year. I, so. I guess Onion Lotus has, has more, but he's played almost no modern and not a ton of cube either. Uh, mm. but yeah yeah it's, it's definitely limited limited time but yeah and then andre i thought would play four color and i thought zach would play four color too but obviously there's room for variation here uh like right before deck submission zach changed his profile picture in the mox discord to yogmoth and like said that he's playing he's considering playing a deck or is a bug where you can't undo mana and i'm like Pretty confident that that's just complete bait. Like, yes, like, that sounds, I, exactly. like I just have. There's just no way that he's playing. He's actually playing Yogmoth. Uh, did not get me or whatever. I mean, if he is playing Yogmoth, then he did get me. But also, Valak dumps through Yogmoth anyway, so I'll be okay. Um, <laughs> um, is it is it really getting someone if you lose the match anyway? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he is playing Yogmoth, but. Uh, that was just like I don't know. That seems very, <laughs> very much like big to me. But you know, it, it is kind of what you know. You go into it knowing that it's a small field and trying to figure out kind of like what is it going to look like. What are people bringing to a small field tournament? But when you actually like look at the numbers and you're like, wow, like one person flips one way or the other, and that's like twelve point five percent of the metagame. Yeah, and it's something. it's it's one one out of seven of your opponents, right? I mean, there's a very realistic chance I'm just playing a Valakut mirror at this mox, which is like very, uh, yeah, <laughs> very scary thing. We also might not be the only people who brought Valakut. It is uh, possible that other people brought Valakut, which would be very silly because the mirror is obviously stupid, and whoever wins an eye roll is just a massive favorite. But you know, here we are. Uh, <laughs> hopefully everybody brought four color uh ideally they brought elementals elementals is like almost unlosable um elementals mm-hmm. is so good like they have like four call and one magus and that's it and then you play four bolt and then four wish for flame slash so you have eight answers to to magus and then if they don't do the magus then they are really slow and have no way to stop you <laughs> and they'll so, have a, a, like a lot of cards in hand when they die though yeah they do they do have a, a lot of, they do have a full <laughs> hand and then Zero life, so you know. <laughs> Hopefully, it serves them in the next life. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll keep these for later. Um, so, what did your kind of testing process look like? I know you said you worked with Stefan. Were you mostly playing games with other people and then checking in with him? Were you playing a lot of games with him? Like, what what's your you know prep process here? We we just made a server, and then people who we felt would be good ads to the server, like who who like could fill a specific role. Uh, so I guess the server, it's, it's there's only uh, nine of us, I guess. So it's me and Stefan, and then uh, Ellen Bogan, uh, Baker, Neenan, Dom Harvey, uh, Tangrams, Jarvis, you, Alan Wu, and then Ryan Walagoro, like Wing of Hussar. Yeah, that, those are the people who are definitely, they helped with a lot of uh, theory crafting and uh, playing games and uh, 
inputs and, and all that jazz. So that's awesome. Yeah. A lot of really, really good players there and several They're all friends of the show. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, everybody in the servers, uh, very talented, solid, solid, solid people as well. So it was a pleasure to work with them all. And like hard workers who yeah. like want to see their friends do well. Mm -hmm. Like that's a really good group. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, it pays off. <laughs> Hopefully either me or so. Stefan can get, get a W. Hopefully me, because uh, I want the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I want twenty thousand I want twenty thousand dollars. I won't be too sad if I mean I'll be pretty sad if I if I only get the five thousand if I end up at the bottom four, but I will wipe my tears with the five thousand dollars. I'll be okay. But um, yeah. yeah, still a pretty good result. Yeah, yeah. So there's a does this I don't know how things connect to each other. Are you queued for the paper PT? I'm not. No, I, I did qualify for the streets of New Capenna championship where I had a okay. pretty disappointing performance. I went one and four, uh, which was unfortunate as I did have two pretty good decks. I played the same decks as Sigrist who ended up top fouring or top threeing or something. I don't know how the bracket works. Um, I ended up playing. He was, in, he was up there. Yeah, he, he, he did well. He, he did well. And now he is qualified for worlds due to that and stuff. Cause he's great. I played Grixis Vampires and Standard and uh, Blue Red Phoenix and Historic. I don't know. I, I made one. So I played a Corpse Appraiser instead of an iteration to find a removal spell for a creature that I was dead to. And I found the removal spell. But the removal spell I found was three mana because it was my one soul transfer. That ended up getting quenched. Or not literal quench, but uh, make disappeared. Um, mm -hmm. And if I had played the iteration, then I would have had one more mana to pay for the make disappear. And they needed make disappear Vanishing Verse to live. And they did have their one make disappear in Vanishing Verse to live, but like also I needed the Corpse Appraiser to like have a stronger board if they just had multiple removal spells. Yeah, I maybe could have played that better. It was like a judgment call, not like a, a yeah con or anything. But seems like more like one of those moments that just burns itself into your head because like the stakes were high and not because like you really like screwed that up or anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was you know it, it is what it is. Uh, I wish I played the iteration in hindsight, but. Maybe some like a well practiced, like maybe like a well practiced Paulo or LSV or something would would make that play. Um, but I don't know. I didn't, and I lost. And uh, then I don't know. I was like one in four die rolls or whatever in the event, which in a very two very die roll dependent formats. And yeah, a lot of the when when they play the first fable of the mirror breaker, and you play your, your yeah. only response is to play a fable of the mirror breaker. You don't. Yeah, like every every turn for the rest of the game feels horrible. Yeah, exactly. And like I played against. I thought my deck was pretty good against Esper, or Grixis Vampires was pretty good against Esper. It was, like, fine, not, like, a slam dunk or anything. But then I, uh, it, we were, like, a slight favorite, I think. But then, like, the, the Esper player that I queued into at 1-1 one one had, like, two Sanctuary Wardens in his sideboard, which is a 6-mana 5-5 five five <laughs> with two shield counters and stuff. And, like, that's obviously great against Grixis. And he drew them both, and I drew none of the cheap counters I boarded in to hit his Sanctuary Wardens. And I don't know. It is what it is. Just some, just some, yeah. you know, unfortunate losses. Everybody played well, uh, and I, you know, made some mistakes, maybe, uh, with, like, um the iteration versus corpse appraiser turn um but yeah well since we're you know talking about like in tournament gameplay and stuff is there any particular you know there's only you only play six matches this tournament unless you make the finals is there any particular like thought process going into it about and, and you also like reset completely after the first three matches uh, obviously you just play every match to win in any tournament but you know is there any like different way that you approach this like six match tournament with the kind of weird structure uh yeah i think that like you're kind of incentivized to have like really polarized decks right like mm -hmm. i don't know um maybe this doesn't make sense like this might be like fake logic that i have here but like 
I think that having a more polarized deck when you need to win three matches in a row, and if you lose one, you're 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 done. It's like I don't know. I think that you should probably pick a deck that has that like more wild matchups, I guess, um, because you you need to go three and out or whatever. But maybe that's just not true. Maybe that doesn't make any sense. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not totally sure. But like picking a deck that has the possibility to have like you always want the deck with the highest win percentage no matter what yeah but like picking a deck that has a possibility of having a like 65 percent win rate against the field versus a deck that you know is going to have a 55 for, or you know 50 to to some 55 or whatever against the field like that that is i think that that is a factor in that decision the the fact that you have to 3-0. You want to give yourself a high enough win rate, and maybe this is the only way that you can end up there. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a decision that was made. Uh, ended up going with the <laughs> very high variance, I guess. It could work out very well or very poorly. Um, quite nervous mm-hmm. to figure out which way it's going to go. Hopefully, well, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, the decision's been made. <laughs> Play Valakut you- with like low confidence, but, you know. Are you more nervous about the cube draft or the modern portion? Probably equally nervous, honestly. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm about equally nervous to like open my first pack of vintage cube as I am like see the the other modern decks. I mean, I really like. I feel like as soon as I look at the other modern decks, like I'm gonna have a pretty good idea of how the tournament's gonna go. You know. Um, but yeah, <laughs> both both are very like. I don't know. Hopefully, I open Black Lotus and everybody's playing Elementals. That'd be great. Uh, that that's like the dream scenario for me, I guess. Um, that's in your range still. Yeah, you know, we got us. So you, know. you know, I can still, you know, and people can still be playing Elementals. Well, I guess that's sort of decided, but you know, from my perspective, it's unknown. So yes, I, I it's it it hasn't happened yet. So who knows? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's still... uh, you know Schrodinger's magic deck or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you get deck lists? When do you get deck lists? Uh, round one the of modern, I think. Yeah, I, we don't get any heads up. Uh, I was hoping we would oh, get them wow. like Friday, because it means Fon could just figure out exactly how we're to board against every player in the tournament, play and draw. But we'll figure that out after we get the deck lists, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> the sweat, yeah, yeah. It is a uh, it is a sweat. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to competing. It, it should be fun games and. I like playing Primal Titan decks, even if they're kind of, you know, silly, but... No, I mean, it's just fun to blast your opponent, like... Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Cascade Shift, you're dead, you know, that's sweet, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we put a, put in a lot of work and came to some conclusions, I like our list. I, I ended up, I did change the list after I submitted it, because uh, we just, I had three Arid Mesas and three Scalding Tarns, and like, right after I submitted it, we're like, wait... I should play two Bloodstained Myers. <laughs> yes. uh, so uh, hopefully that, I think that went through. So I'll be playing with the Bloodstained Myers, I hope, but it doesn't the, really matter. The, uh, the meaningless fetch land. Yeah, just like, wait, hold on. Technically better. Just in case. Just in case all the people, you know, they show up with their four-color pin needle decks. Just so in case. Yeah. needles in this metagame. <laughs> but yeah, the dream is six Elementals players, me and Stefan, me and Stefan on opposite sides of the bracket, and then, yeah, something like that happens. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, even if that does happen, only one of you gets to the finals from modern. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, no, if, like... I mean, he's going to, I mean, Stefan's going to win the tournament, I'm pretty sure. I mean, that guy is, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, that guy is, I, I'm convinced he's actually just a genius. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's very uh, smart. Yeah, it's quite good. Honestly, criminal, he doesn't get more press in my mind. Yeah, I mean, he's just, uh, he's brilliant, really. Uh, I assume he's just a massive favorite to win the whole thing, but, you know. 
Well, I mean, sounds like a good person to be working yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, we're playing the same 75, and, you know, we've talked about Cube a lot, so, you know, I, I like to think that I have an okay chance, but, uh, yeah. you know. If I, you can't be Stefan Schutz, then. Yeah, I can, you know, practice with him, so. <sighs> well, I hope that, you know, your fetch land count is going to be the most of your worries. <laughs> Thank you. I Hopefully, hopefully it is, and then there's just uh, some Risen Reef gamers. I will eat them for lunch, hopefully. Counterspell four color would be good too, but not as good as elementals. Yeah. I do I do enjoy how Risen Reef gaming is a little more uh it's better into an expected four color. Yeah, game. that that's also part of it, is like people like the Risen Reefs mm-hmm. into the counterspell version. And so hopefully that's hopefully people just end up there. They're like, all right, I'm gonna play four color, it's good in the mirror. Okay, well elementals is beating four color counterspell in the mirror, so I'll play I'll play elementals. Hopefully they just end up there, because then they're going to die to the Valakir. That'd be fucking, that'd be sweet. Uh, <laughs> I'd be very happy. I hope that works out. I, I'm excited to watch. I always love watching these broadcasts. Oh, they're awesome. These are... I mean, I, I watch them all. I um, Yeah, they're great. I won't watch this one, I'm... obviously. But... Yeah, yeah. I I would be watching. I'm busy almost all this weekend. But oh, I will no. be, you know, scrolling through the Twitter, hoping that Stefan and Will are winning it, crushing it. Hopefully. Can do our best. Fortunately, this is one of my freest weekends of the month, so I can nice. I can dedicate a day to this. And it it always like bums me out slightly watching the vintage cube draft portion because it's so fun to watch and it's so well produced. And then it's like, why don't we have limited coverage like this in any other tournament? And <laughs> like, it's so good and it's so clearly the correct way to cover draft. Yeah, I mean they are quite good at it. I mean they they just show the one person, the feature drafter, that shows people the lesson. All right. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it's just great. But, uh, you know, and I, I like Limited a lot. Like, I, and I like Cube even more than normal Limited. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm a, a fan of the, maybe the progenitor of the put Cube in the arena Pro Tour formats because uh, why not? And these tournaments are really goofy, anyways. But they never, they never pulled that off. I mean, why put cube when you can just make every set championship into some sort of weird technical clown show? <laughs> okay, they're they're over. the The nightmare is over. The pro tour will be in uh, Charlotte, right? They announced that today, I think. Yeah, the thirtieth. Yeah. Thing. Oh, that's actually mm-hmm. just really close to you guys, right? It's very yes. close. No, yes. that's insane. <laughs> that's Our... I didn't even connect that. Yeah, that's sweet. And regionals is in Atlanta, so oh, wow. I must be nice. <laughs> I may not qualify for anything, but I'm just gonna go to both things. Yeah, like. no, that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, I will hopefully see you and Charlotte. I will almost definitely see you in Atlanta, but uh, mm-hmm. hopefully I will qualify this week and I will just win the mocks, and then I just will just qualify just for Charlotte. Yeah, that's I'll just, just win the, the I'll just win the mocks. Yeah, I, I mean um, that'll be the easy way, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, unironically, like that does seem easier to me than it's the most direct route. Yeah, yeah, and top forty-eighting things like I, i'd have to like win, win like a local thing or whatever other thing and then i have to like <laughs> fly to atlanta because i'm out of chicago and then i'd have to top 48 this like 2000 player tournament or whatever i don't know maybe i can just allocate four people in a row you know and yeah. then uh, just just win nice. this eight man and you're done exactly yeah i mean actually <laughs> i don't know yeah, um, for sure like everybody's a good player but like i don't know it's not like I mean, say say you're forty percent against anybody. I feel yeah, like you're st- just still like, totally in range. Yeah. Your odds are still better to get there this yeah, way. Yeah, I, I don't even think I'm as low as forty percent against 
anybody oh, if, no, no, no. if, if we're I, deck choice agnostic. I mean, it could be if somebody's playing Merc Tide. I really hope nobody brought Merc Tide. That would be really <laughs> bad for me. <laughs> uh, that, that matchup's really bad, especially if they have Blood Moon, which they do sometimes. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't even have a second forest. Like, so I can't even cast Pregnant Titan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just, we just don't think you can cast it. We just don't think you can win those games because it just gets heated and you just lose anyway. Uh, sure. And so it's like, uh, we do have Wish for Nature's Claim. So there is one for us. So that is yeah. how you Blood Moon. And then we have a Sage. We have one Sage. Right. Uh, but if they Blood Moon you and then manage to stop your Nature's Claim, then that's not... Yeah, I mean, right. or like they can just literally play a creature into two counter spells and then it's really hard to win. And it like, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, the matchup is so bad. Like, if people are playing Murktide, I'm so screwed. But I mean, fingers crossed. We're all hoping here. Yeah, it, it's risks on either... It, it's just all balancing, I guess, and hopefully ended up with the the best choice. But... Just go to your LGS, like, buy a Murktide and a Raghavan, and then, like, ritual, like, yeah. light them up with a, a lighter. <laughs> Get a lighter and, and just... Yeah. them away yeah out here buying mh2 mythics and burning them you made of money over your ccr <laughs> well you didn't put any mh2 mythics in his deck so he's got a little <laughs> despair oh i have an endurance yeah they are free yeah <laughs> So, you know, we talked a little bit about hoping to queue for the Pro Tour. Does being in the mocks change your outlook on, like, what you're planning and hoping to do in Magic in the future? Like, has this fired you up? Like, what are you what are you thinking for the future of X-Whale the Magician? I don't know. I, uh, I need to graduate college. I've had a <laughs> bunch of uh, random unexpected barriers, including the complicated a complication with an internship and stuff that I'm not going to touch on, but that is my number one priority for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. And hopefully I will get that done in December and I can fix this complication uh, before then. If not, I will graduate in May, which would be unfortunate for me because that would be like a full year after I'm quote unquote supposed to. That'd be, that'd be five years instead of four, which is fine, but you know, it's still frustrating. So hopefully I can get that done sooner rather than later. But that, that is by far my number one priority. Um, I'll play the RCQs that are close to me uh, to try to get to Atlanta if I don't win the mocks. Um, if I win the mocks, I'll obviously be in Charlotte. I'll, I'll do anything I can to play that Pro Tour. <laughs> you know, I'll figure that out. But um, I'm not going to go, like, super hard or whatever. And if I do queue for Atlanta, which I don't know, I mean, mm -hmm. I would imagine I won't have too much trouble winning an RCQ if I play, like, four or five or something like that. I assume mm -hmm. that if there's, like, 20-player tournaments or whatever, I'll... It's totally fine, but yeah, if I queue, I'll be in Atlanta. I'm not, I'm not gonna go super hard or whatever, and I'll keep playing the, the Nerd Rage events uh, in paper. Those are fun. Uh, I've been kind of getting my butt kicked at those. I'm like, yeah, I've lost so much, and I had to skip one because they scheduled it at the same day that the PT was, but they yeah. didn't know because the PT was announced like two months out or something because Watsi doesn't make plans or whatever. <laughs> and so that sucked uh, to not only miss the events. But then one four of the PT was just like, oh, Jack, this is horrible. But yeah, I'm in like, I don't know, 16th, I think, or something on their leaderboard. Uh, I need to be like top four or whatever. But so, you know, we can still, you know, pull that off. But if not, I'm not sweating. And I played the championship last year. I even have this cool plaque for winning the thing. Uh, actually, Ooh. it's stuck. Uh, wait, is it stuck? Yeah, it's stuck. It's stuck behind some stuff. But I won the leaderboard right, last I, year. I believe So I, I do have a black. It. It's right up here, but it is stuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, I don't know. I'm not super worried about winning there or whatever. 
it, it is kind of nice though to just have like because it's definitely the most like important thing or whatever I've done. Like I've you know won some various nerdish stuff and I've like won a PCQ moto and stuff and the showcase and the mana traders and stuff. But you know it's 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 like it's those are all kind of like the same thing legit just in different ways you know what i mean like it's just like i won like uh, an individual tournament or i did well at some local cash tournaments or whatever but it's like i've qualified for like an actual i mean like tw- this is a capstone event yeah, yeah and i i it'll probably be the biggest accomplishment i ever have i don't really like i don't think i'll ever top eight a pro tour or anything i just you need to be really good to do that i've seen the people who top eight pro tours they, they are all excellent and they devote a lot of time and effort and i i don't think i'll ever get to that level but yeah, I'm definitely really happy to be at, at this one, I guess. Hope you managed to make the most of it. Thank we you. will absolutely be rooting for you. Thank you very much. And for lots of Risen Reefs in the modern <laughs> Please, portion. Risen Reefs for, for them. Black Lotuses for me. You know? Just, yeah. uh, that is what we Just need. Just remember. That is what we need. I, would th- I wouldn't complain about it. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, like the, the 6-0 has been accomplished. Yeah. You'd be the second one to do it. I could. You know? The, the 6 actually hasn't been run before. So I could make history. <laughs> oh, we, we, have, we have outs. We we have outs. I asked. I was asking around, and nobody had 06 before. Uh, there's been a few one fives, uh, but no 06s. I could make. You know, the 06 is not very difficult to achieve. No, I could so. definitely. I, it's very much in my range to make history. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh so, yeah, because you do have to keep playing even if you can't, because like it could change whether you're have five, get five thousand dollars or seventy five hundred. So even if you can't make the yeah the, yeah. Because you, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't three zero, then the the best combined record or whatever, which is usually four two or three three, depending, gets the extra twenty five hundred, mm-hmm. which is nice. I mean, I don't know. You don't get to play that many matches of Magic for two thousand five hundred dollars that often, but you right. know, my my mind is on. I would not. I like if you offered me like, would you lock in third or fourth place right now? I would say no for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I would take second place because fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money. Uh, that is, yeah. but like it's so much more than the extra twenty five hundred. You know what I mean? I would lock in second and obviously first. Um, but yeah, I would not lock in third or fourth. Uh, yeah, for, third and fourth are not like meaningfully distinct. Yeah, um, I mean twenty five hundred dollars is definitely distinct, but like yeah. I would rather play for the the extra ten to fifteen thousand dollars than just take twenty five hundred. Yeah, and the queue and the glory. Yeah, and, and yeah. the invite and I mean winning the mocks would be sweet. Like I would love to win the mocks. Like that would be so cool. <laughs> uh, okay. but, you know, only yeah. uh, so much control I have over that. I, but you know, deck submitted and playing a lot of cube. Gonna cube after this probably. If you guys want to get oh, in yeah. a single of them cube, a moto. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think my dinner has been brought here, so I think that's that's yeah. my plan for it. Very fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also yeah. yeah of course, very fair. <laughs> yeah. Also, I would have to update Magic Online for you know the last four months or whatever <laughs> since the last time I played it. Well, Will, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about? Modern, no, yeah, mocks, mo- magic, mo- anything? Modern and cube, yeah, it's uh, good. That's that's pretty much it, I guess. Yeah, it's I, I everything I wanted to say. Thank you very much for having awesome. me on. I appreciate it. I had, had, a, had a fun time. No, this is this is awesome. We're so glad we could have you. And yeah, we will we'll post this episode later. I, I I'll put it up at the start of the modern rounds. That'd be great. Um, yeah, so once the deck was public, no then there's no yeah, then there's no no, no then that's perfect. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks everybody so much for listening. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, I'm tweeting from at CCR underscore Grindcast. Lee is also on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm at Lee McLeo. And Will, where are the best places for people to find you and whatever you're doing online these days? Uh, I am Will underscore underscore Kruger, 
K-R-U-E-G-E-R on, uh, on Twitter. And then I'm X-Whale on, on Twitch. Uh, I don't really have a schedule or anything. I just stream randomly when I'm not busy, although I've been very busy recently, uh, which has made that hard. That's fine. Don't graduation thing. Yeah, trying to finish this. Yeah, you're one of those follow on Twitch, and then when the notification pops up, go, ooh, it's... Yeah, it's, if you want to watch, well. then, uh, you know. So, uh, yeah, if, if, you, if you feel so inclined. Uh, I like to stream the prelims and sometimes events and stuff, but yeah. Well, best of luck this weekend. Thanks a lot. Definitely Thank you for watching. Thank you so much, and thanks everybody so much for listening, and have a great week. Have a great week.